Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Are you looking for a great true crime series to binge? Podcast One teamed up with WTOE to bring you 22 Hours, an American Nightmare. Check out the full story of a family and their housekeeper who were held hostage for 22 hours before being killed when the murderer set their mansion on fire. Then stay tuned for an exclusive Q&A with the reporters behind the show about their three-year-long journey for justice. Download 22 Hours, An American Nightmare now on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to The Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash, like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Miss Marvel? She-Hulk? Moon Knight? Can it be? Ah, the greatest 
week ever is balanced by a little sadness as we now know for sure that as of now, Spidey has left the building. Uh, the Sony Marvel deal is not working out and we will not be enjoying a Peter Parker in the MCU, but... And Moon Knight, let's give them all the credit they deserve. And let's also get this bread, Dorian. Let's get this bread. Thank you guys for having me, guys. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm having a great time today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here, like genuinely excited this time. I mean, I'm always excited to be here, but I Dorian genuinely this time. Yeah. This time the show. We're this forcing time. him to be here. Rewatch other twice. episodes. Less excited. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm here today. Let's get this bread. <laughs> so this is Heroes 320. We just had D23 happen. This is our first episode after. But last week, episode 320. 19, eight minutes after we wrapped the show. <laughs> eight minutes. We found out that there was trouble in Denmark with Sony, Marvel, Disney, Spider-Man, and now, unfortunately, a week later, later all the dust has settled, and that dust is, well, it's a lot like the snapping dust, and uh, Tony Stark, <laughs> I don't feel so good. I don't good. feel so good, man. Um, we found out with confirmation of D23. Okay, tell me about D23, because both of you were there for different parts of it, yes. and yes. I need to live vicariously through you. Hit me. Let's do this. Uh, the Friday panel was, I think, some of the craziest pl- out of Hall H I've ever seen. Like, yes. outside of Hall H, that was some, some crazy announcements for them to roll <laughs> through. Um, but I also want to say, overall, I'm really happy that they made sure Hall H still mattered. I feel like the Hall H presentation and this were very separate and very intentionally so. I feel like the Disney Plus leaning so hard into it, it felt like Disney, whereas Hall H a month ago felt like a a MCU presentation. Mm. So I'm glad we get to keep the sanctity of Comic-Con. But I never thought I would ever read Moon Knight. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a pipe dream. I thought it was the thing that we all... Every week it comes up at least a little. And now it's real. Moon Knight has a logo. And that even just that, like, I'm usually so tactful on my Twitter. I just wrote a series of expletives and the logo and just couldn't hang. Like, I just, I don't even know what to do with that information. And honestly, we're losing Spider-Man. But Miss Marvel is very, very Spidey toned. Uh, The Miss Marvel runs have that young underdog flavor. Right now, she practically has a symbiote suit. Uh, I don't know if you're reading Miss Marvel right now. She's got a suit from another planet that has alien in origin that kind of talks to her and does as she wishes. Come on! Oh, shit. Uh, no, like, I was, like, this was so exciting. Like, I was, like, from the first announcement from Miss Marvel, like, I called it, like, three years ago. You can follow me. If you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted, I was like, hey, better, we need Moon Knight, we need Kamala Khan in the MCU. So I can't believe we're actually getting it. And I, was, I wasn't sure at first because they didn't, like, I, w- I thought it was going to be animated. I was like, ooh, is this going to be animated? But Kevin Feige said... Bruce Banner won't be the only Hulk in the MCU. I was like, all right, let's get this bread, fam. I was so excited about that. And I, like, ever since Agents of Chill was introduced, I was like, hey, we need a spinoff show with Kamala. And then they said, hey, we're doing an Inhuman show that never happened that we won't address. So I'm glad, like, we're actually getting Kamala. Yeah. And hopefully they bring back Lockjaw. Hopefully they, like, bring, get some Lockjaw action in that mug. Okay, there's there's a lot to process here. Yeah. I, I want to focus mainly on, like, first, these shows are so far away. But these three shows are, honest to God, wish list dream shows that we have talked about and thrown back and forth for years. But, like, aside from Dorian, we're never seriously like, this is coming tomorrow. I thought She-Hulk might be the one. But looking at the image of the three of them side by side, it just doesn't feel like possibility. This is insane to me. She-Hulk has made sense to me, like, because it could be a procedural. It could be that, like, I'm watching Marvelous Miss Maisel. Fantastic. And I think that that flavor of show could totally translate. So I see that working. Did you say Maisel? Is it how do you? Say it. Mrs. Maisel. 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 Mrs. Maisel. I'm from Boston. Right. I say right. things wrong. Right. So <laughs> to see this in person and like to see this set up, like we've talked about this since I've known you. Yes. And now it's on a. Honestly, the only barriers to making a She-Hulk show have ever been uh, makeup and budget 
and having faith in women. Mm -hmm. Like, those are the only two things stopping anyone from making a She-Hulk show at any time. Um, And I feel like technology took care of one, and, like, some kind of cosmic blessing (laughs) took care of the other one. Uh, and, And it's just... Because it's, it does. It's such an obvious pick. Uh, I, I, for folks who are unfamiliar with these characters, um, we've been shouting out recommendations. Um, for She-Hulk, I particularly like the Charles Soule run from a couple years ago. Yeah, it's solid. It was a 12-parter, they, very lawyer procedural. A lot of folks are also going to pitch out, and I want to know your takes on this. She-Hulk, very famously, pre-Deadpool, was the fourth wall break character. I was going to say my recommendation would be some old John Byrne stuff. Uh, I think... Uh, now, uh, do you want we're... to see that in the MCU? I mean, other than the fact that we obviously need a poster where she says watch my series or I'm coming to your house to rip up your X-Men comics yes I don't think it'll work in the current MCU but I do think it might by the time we get to her in 2022 that's (laughs) what I'm curious about seeing is like right now it would feel so alien but we've seen a very distinct lack of Deadpool which concerns me but we've also seen the the the, every two years this world evolves so much it could land by then and we don't know what tonality Disney Plus is going to have it might work for her show but right now it would definitely feel weird if if, uh, a character in the MCU was like, oh, hey. So I'm well, really curious. Like, uh, this was a friend of mine and I were going back and forth on Twitter. So this is really her idea. But she's like, what if she just walks through the menus on your Disney Plus and just oh, like tears something good. down and goes, hello, I'm She-Hulk. So what I, would I don't do, think I want this, but I kind of want this. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. The way it's narrated by Robert Downey Jr. as he's talking to us is how I'd do the show. I'd have like an Aaron Sorkin procedural, but instead of Aaron Sorkin uh, having the banter just between them, some of the banter is to you, the audience. So you'd have that quippy banter. You'd have the uh, marvelous Miss Maisel uh, <laughs> sensibilities and humor and that that sort of like weekly procedural that evolves and changes. So like an Amy Sherman Palladino meets Aaron Sorkin with a fourth wall break, but <laughs> only in narration. Once she was in right. the courtroom, it'd be weird if there was like, Because nah. we want to take it seriously. There's so much good. There's also a long dance slot run that people love. Mm-hmm. Those are some big ones. Mariko Tamaki's been working on it for the last couple of years. Or possibly Jillian Tamaki. I'm going to check my facts on that. Um, uh, but we've, we've got a lot of great stuff to come from. So those are my She-Hulk picks. You know, it's funny, though. I saw a, a tweet, and it kind of made me sad. They were like, all right, so She-Hulk's a lawyer. Moon Knight's a vigilante in New York, so we don't even need Daredevil anymore. They, they're, they're, they're taking over you his. I, I, I know, I know. I was just, I, it made me a little sad. Daredevil's yeah. a good way to, you introducing She-Hulk's a good way to get a new Daredevil, because hey. we need to let Charlie Cox's Daredevil have his time to rest. So I think that introducing her first. Do you think we you think we get a, a new Daredevil? In like five years. Oh, no. There's no way no. they don't touch that property. It's too big. No, I'm, no just wait. I, no, they, you got to bring back my boy they Charlie sold Cox. The cost Costumes, bro. Like someone else they owns they that shit. Oh, oh man! Like right. in real life, like Stephen Knight had to bid on his own suit. I think the Misty Dark Knight all went for like five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, like the showrunner of Daredevil season one had to bid on his own costume. We live in dark days that as far as property bullshit. and intellectual like value. But it's Mariko Tamaki. Sorry, just checking my brain. Uh, there, I was. Right I love that run. That runs incredible. Yeah, uh, Tamaki's run is very. Is, and that's a very serious, angry side of she's a Hulk. It's you know, that's some a, sort of multifaceted female character coming to TV. <laughs> now, uh, I want to say while on that subject, uh, there's been a lot of kickback about like we've got to change all the characters to women, and we're only doing. And um, hey, guys, I'm the biggest Deadpool fan, you know. She'll come out in 1980. She broke the fourth wall first by 16 years. I'm gonna mm. give her all the credit a Deadpool fan can give her for allowing Deadpool to exist. So, yes, thank you, She-Hulk, for getting me my character. Uh, the internet's been exhausting this week. Yeah. Um, but we also have Kamala Khan. Freaking Kamala! Okay, y'all know, you've watched the show. This is one of my no, like, not not cursing excessively on the show <laughs> to talk about this sweet teenage story. Uh, this is one of my favorite runs of all time. 
Uh, we, we've all collectively comic fans have spent the time since 2014 going out to like street corners to shout at people, you're missing out on this amazing run. Her trades have sold a truly stupid number. Uh, like in, in just an, an absurd number of paperbacks moved for Ms. Marvel because this run, uh, she's co-created by editor Sana Amanat by G. Willow Wilson, originally illustrated by Adrian Alfona. Uh, it is just an incredible coming-of-age story that's also a new superhero. We have spent a lot of time shouting about it, uh, and I we have had Kevin Feige hinting before that they have plans for this character, that they're going to do something with this character, but I, I'm just so happy... <laughs> So we gave recommendations for She-Hulk, but she's been around since 1980. Kamala Khan is great because she's been around for five years. You can read it all. Just go back to her first appearance and read it through. Like, I don't know how familiar no, you I've are. I've only read a couple of comics from hers, but I've like the thing I'm most related about her is like her obsession with Captain Marvel. Like we we all have like that. Like our her obsession with Captain Marvel is like our obsession with just comic and and, and nerdum in general. Yeah. So that's all. I, that's I was like, all right. This, this girl she feels like one of us yeah she feels like yeah she's one of us but just like in a comic book form the, the reason I parallel her to Spider-Man is because Spider-Man's that character that's like I'm an Avengers Tower and that's kind of what I haven't dug about the MCU Spider-Man is they he has that 100% and I, and I love that about him but they keep being like remember to remind the audience your friendly neighborhood off to Europe uh, so there's not been a time for him to be as friendly neighborhood as he verbally acknowledges he's being this gives us the chance with Kamala Khan to have a character that's like I'm out of my element I'm truly an underdog oh my god if we One of the great things about her character is that she has that sense of place. So the Marvel MCU, like it really, it does really shine when there's a place that they're grounded in. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the early Thor stuff works because the desert is sort of almost a side character. Yeah. In that. Um, you get the Marvel's New York is obviously central, but Kamala Khan is from Jersey City, so they're going to put some shine on Jersey City and have someone whose particular community uh, and the place she comes from, like. I love, there's so many wonderful opportunities for this character, and I'm so excited for this. She also is a character that her, her she's only been around for five years, so all of her characters are so rich, there's not a muddled continuity. It's very linear. Like, you can read through Kamala Khan without it being, like, convoluted. So I really like that people are going to get the show before it's, like, gone so long they can't go to the beginning. And the character herself, her powers are fun. They're visually Hell stunning. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be cool to see on screen. Now, we got to talk about the last one before we move on. <laughs> Guys, Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight is the opposite. Moon Knight it's is convoluted. starting points, and it's all going to disagree with each other, and they can kind of do whatever they want. And that's the character, because he's crazy. His <laughs> continuity is, I don't know who I am, because his character is, I don't know who I am. I'd recommend uh, the stuff drawn by David Finch, uh, which was like early 2000s. I'd recommend anything by Sienkiewicz, because it's going to be staggering, the beautiful. The Doug Bill Sienkiewicz run uh, should be available in Epic Collections. They've reprinted the early parts of those runs. Mm-hmm. And Keep the going. newest run, so my three are the newest run that just ended... Sienkiewicz's stuff in, in the giant collected and then David Finch was like a 30 issue run in the early 2000s and all of those are at least cohesive adjacent uh, and for, so in the last like 10 years there have been just a ton of Moon Knight runs as they throw stuff at the wall friggin Warren Ellis yeah. uh, Jeff Lemire Max Bemis I think did the one that just wrapped up uh, you have a lot of potential starting points with Moon Knight so just pick one and have fun so those are all the shows. I got to quickly also mention the other stuff that we got <laughs> augmented. We've known about a lot of this stuff because of Hall H, but we also found out that What If officially got an image of Peggy Cap and she looks great. <laughs> I love they're leaning into Captain Britain America. I love that it feels like both of those heroes I love as Peggy Carter. The animation looked great. Uh, we also got a, a enormous cast uh, coming to What If. We got a giant swath of like Hell everyone yeah. in the MCU <laughs> and David Dasmalchi in his back as another character. And like, dude, I love Dasmalchi anytime because he's so nerdy. Yeah, he's yeah. going to bring like that to it. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, we found out Falcon Winter Soldier has Wyatt Russell as U.S. agent. 
Wyatt Russell is such a good actor. Uh, he's in Black Mirror. He's incredible. He's in the impossibly underappreciated Everybody Wants Some, a Richard Linklater film that you should see if you haven't. He is a, a, a charming boy. And Sharon um, Carter's in that one. So they're really yeah. leaning into the, like, that's the, the kind of, that's the Avengers show. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that with, between U.S. Agent and uh, all the stuff we're hearing about with uh, Red Guardian and Black Widow, we have two commentaries on Captain America as characters. Mm. So it's a post-Fallout Captain America where, what else do you model after except these super soldiers just like in the comics? So I love that we've got two characters that similarly look, one Russian, one doing the U.S. like proud and mighty. Uh, so, so much came out. Sharon Carter standing next to the only two Captains America she should have relationships with uh, on stage. Very exciting. Zemo is back. Uh, and then we also got the giant announcements. And we found out recently that they're going to be weekly. They're not going to be binge shows. Every week you get a new show. What do you guys think about that? Because I prefer it. I Yeah, I know. I actually prefer that as well. I'm, I'm glad it's like a, a week. You, we can all live tweet. We can all watch it together. Yeah. Let it breathe for a little bit. Get our thoughts and like theorize about the next episode instead of all binging it. Like, because sometimes like, hey, we all get busy. We all have busy lives. Like maybe some people get on episode four. You're scrolling through Twitter. Somebody spoiled episode five. And I'm like, oh, you son of a yep. not going to cuss. So it's like, so <laughs> I, I, I'm glad they're releasing it weekly. So everybody has time to like actually watch it together instead of like just trying to burn through it super quick. And then ju- we're just sitting here for a whole another year and a half. And like, all right, so what do we do now? Like, so it I'm has, glad, I, I like, I prefer it this way. Yeah. Same. It's been a fun couple of years of being like, most of this stuff is binge watchable. Cause I do like that sense that like this weekend, literally everyone is thinking about this, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think it's probably gonna, so there's a reason like TV works pretty well on this let's tune in next time kind mm-hmm. of model. I'm not mad about it for, as a comic book fan because we dole out our stories in serialized chunks. Um, this will make it more interesting if they're doing tie-ins and crossovers and things. They can plan out some fun stuff that way. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I, on board. I kind of see like how HBO does like the Game of Thrones stuff mm-hmm. or like the, how they release their series. Like, it's, it feels like an actual event that everybody can participate in rather than like, oh, let's just... Go, let's just like go. Like watch parties. Yeah, like, like Breaking watch Bad. Party. Yeah, Breaking yeah. Bad had where every Sunday we're like, you're all got together. You're, and then here. Game of Thrones, like every Sunday we all got together. I want to sit down, and I can't believe I get to say this, watch Moon Knight with my friends. <laughs> yes. So that's exciting, and I, I agree with everything you said and about also, weekly. It was um, the one of the things that, while we were there at D twenty three, like for this Disney Plus panel, I thought it was the most random thing. The Wandavision, the Wandavision news. We got the casting. I was like, wait, what? Cat Dennings back? Like what? Randall Cat Park? Like, Randall what? Park? like so what? Great. That was I'm the so most happy. random thing I've ever seen. But I am excited to see like what what's going to partake in this. My theory: that's the alternate reality she builds, and Dick Van Dyke those cut ins where she goes to the sitcom world. Yeah. That's her coping mechanism. Okay. So when Wanda snaps and goes mad, all of that is. A show she puts herself in as an alternate reality so that's the house of m flavor i think mm. house of m is reflected in that reality of the sitcom okay. tinfoil hat theory okay. of the week okay. i think that would work no no i'm, I'm, I'm totally and that right. leads to dr strange as we've discussed okay uh we also found out very briefly that these shows are going to be pg-13 and softer unfortunately that means no already moon night such as life but hulu has hinted that is probably going to be a place for already content now all of these things come from comic books so we should probably talk about the new Let's comic books yeah. we got a pull list This week's pull list includes all sorts of glory. First up, I hadn't read Curse of the White Knight. I have now caught up, so I'm reading this alongside you guys. Curse of the White Knight number two. Cannot wait to pick up. And we hear about it when we don't put it on the list. You know we are immediately reading House of X number three. Then, of course, I cannot not mention Donny Cates' Absolute Carnage. (laughs) Issue one blew my mind. I cannot wait for issue two. Exceeded my expectations. Really excited. Finding some indie love for this week, you should be checking out Sarah and the Royal Stars from one of the smaller publishers from Vault. Number two is out this week and the second print of one. So if you missed out, which numerically speaking, you probably did, get on board. 
80 years has led to this. Marvel Comics 1000. 80 years of glorious continuity. Tons of artists we haven't seen from in a while. Tons of writers all teaming up on one mega book. What does that number mean? We don't, we don't know. know. No one cares. It's going to be great. I'm very excited. There's a, a murderer's row of people working on this, and we are going to dig into it. Don't look for Marvel Comics 1 through 999. They don't exist. Uh, <laughs> now, in our sad news of the week, we're going to close that with some sorrow. I'm gonna let, I've been talking a lot. I'm going to let you guys. No, dude, like, don't pander me, like... <laughs> Tom Holland, my boy, I'm sorry this is happening to you. And that was, a, that was another one of the highlights from the Disney Studios panel when he came out for his movie uh, Onward because he, he, he had to come to talk about it anyway. And he came on stage and he was like, I know it's been a rough week, guys, but I just want to let you know, like, thank you for everything. Like, love you 3,000. And everybody in the crowd, you just hear, a, mm-hmm. all right, you could just hear everybody's heart breaking. It's like, the, the kids are always the ones that get hurt the most in the divorce. Like, it, we're seeing a divorce. It's, yeah, this we're is seeing like, a Sony Marvel he divorce. He didn't ask for this. Like, but he, like, I mean, I, I would like to have a rough week like that. Like, he, he's still like making money. Like, regardless, that's still, the problem. He, they hooked still, up, but they couldn't legally get married, yeah, he, and so the relationship is eventually falling apart just, like, because crumble. they couldn't make a real commitment. It's, it's not even a divorce. It's very 2019. Yeah, yeah and, <laughs> and it's like we can't. Like, I, I know people are blaming Disney. People are blaming Sony. Like, we don't bo- know. Bo- both sides like are like we, we can't pick sides. We can't like it's just it. Everybody loses in this situation, and I, I just think it's it's pretty messed up. And hopefully, they can work something out because even even though like I'm still like they they like Kevin Feige has given them the pathway to mm-hmm. to succeed. Like even if they don't want to be in the MCU, so hopefully they can like follow the footsteps and not like we don't have a repeat of Amazing Spider-Man. We can just keep 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 this train going. Look, rather they're than, capable of making good yeah, movies. Yeah, like you That's got into the Spider Verse. Yeah, this. it's just that this is a bummer because Spider-Man is a Marvel character mm-hmm. and has been. One of the hearts of the Marvel Universe for going on 60 years. And it, and, so it's yeah. going to be a bummer. Not because I didn't like, not because Into the Spider-Verse isn't one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Not because I didn't love the game. Not because I won't stand for Spider-Man 1 and 2 for the rest of my life. Like, it's just, it's just a shame. Because these are characters that come from the same world. And while I know he can live on his own and be happy... I'm never going to be as happy that and way. And Feige gave, oh, sorry. And Feige gave like that, his, his PR friendly statement. He was like, we knew we weren't going to have him for a long time. And we like, we had five amazing years, five movies with him. But bro, y'all can't eat. Like he was like, like we knew it was going to be a limited time. Like that cliffhanger at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. We got it. We need some closure <laughs> to that, my guy. Lemonade we need from some lemons. closure. Lemonade right. from lemons. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let the me end forward. of Spider-Man Far From Home perfectly sets up this happening. Okay. What? The end of Spider-Man Far From Home is the first time, spoilers for a movie that made a billion dollars that we've had spider-man in the mcu or not with tom holland in new york with jonah jameson a very spider-man centric character about to embark on his own journey as a man that movie is about spider-man growing out of the shadow of iron man that movie is about spider-man being his own person that movie is about spider-man not being just an avenger but being spider-man now is the time for spider-man 3 to be about spider-man his rogues him being his own character not being an, an iron man light not Boy, being a that character. was always possible but it could happen now it can happen without the, I, I'm always afraid of Spider-Man comma Avenger. I want Spider-Man comma Peter Parker. Sure. And I think now since this has happened, maybe after two movies, he can go back to the MCU, but now for two movies, because of Kevin Feige's brilliance and guidance, we've got a good shaped character. We've got a beautiful shaped universe. And now Sony might know what to do with all of the foundation they've built. And then all that money can get changed hands later. And we get two movies later. We can get them back in the MCU. We can have our cake and eat it too, possibly because of where we landed here. If Corey, they if they I, made look, the oh sorry if, I, yeah go go, go go no I was saying if they like made an announcement they were like all right Lord and Miller are going to be the the head of like the the Sony Spider live action verse then I'd be like all right 
let me I'll be quiet. Let me mm-hmm. see what ha- let me see how this goes. But until they make that announcement, I'm just like cautiously, like optimistically nervous because this is. Oh, this we is, should all be nervous. Yeah, here's, this is, so here's my thing, Corey. Uh, you are right that like I really never needed as much Iron Man in the Spider-Man movies as we got. Mm-hmm. That was just I mean, like I love them very much. I've enjoyed them both very much. But here's the thing. In the next couple of years, we're going to have a new Johnny Storm and Peter Parker's not going to meet him. I accept that if that means I get a Spider-Man that lives on his own two feet. I don't love it. I don't want it. I'm not thrilled. But Johnny Storm's not going to be around until at least 2023. They're going to put out another, at least one Spider-Man movie before then. We will have time for the things to get settled. You don't want Johnny Storm's first appearance to be Spider-Man's best friend. You want him to be his own man. Yeah. I want characters to stand on their own a little bit. I, I don't feel like either Homecoming or Far From Home was a fully Spider-Man movie. I feel like they were 90, 90% Spider-Man movies, but that 10% MCU was very important and very vital for building the universe. I love those movies. I would like a 100% 10% Spider-Man. 10% MCU in the first one, 25% MCU It was in the very strong. Yeah. yeah. But I would like a movie that felt like fully Spider-Man, and if the cost of that is them either falling on their faces and then Tom Holland still playing them, that might be worth it. I don't think he belongs in the Venomverse. I defend Venom often. It's not a good movie, but it is fun. <laughs> I don't want Spider-Man to be in not a good movie. So, I think Homecoming and Far From Home are good movies, but I don't think that this necessarily equals that Venom thing everybody else is thinking. Like, Spider-Man 3 Broken Home can be great. And, it, and it's also heartbreaking, too, because even, like, our, our, we, did a, we did an interview for, with Tom Holland for Spider-Man Homecoming, and he, and he even said, hey, I don't, if me crossing over with Venom means giving up my ticket to the MCU, I don't want to do that. So yeah. it, it's, it's even more heartbreaking. And also, Roka just slacked me. He's, he wanted me to give an update saying uh, Lord and Miller signed a first-look deal with Universal, so they can't do the live, they can't be part of the live-action Spider-Verse. They but, can't be in charge of it. But they aren't but they, they doing, doing the TV, TV side, yeah, so they can so do them. That's okay, all but very different. you just yeah. yeah. TV and film are different. It's a mess. All right. So we got to wrap this up. Koi is in the. I just want to say, put this on record. Koi's in the bargaining phase of grief. <laughs> uh, is what's happening. Oh, I've definitely had anger and sadness, and I've definitely thought of like Kevin Foggy in a Spider-Man mask with Although, the hat on. Like, actually, I'm upgrading this. You're actually in denial because you're in the. <laughs> this is going to be fixed in five years. In five years, they'll work it out. I'd like to think you're right. I'm nothing if not optimistic, and sometimes optimism comes with delusion. I have hope, and a hope oh. is all I have. You know who will give us hope is Kamala freaking Khan. <laughs> also, before we wrap up, I just want to say they showed the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season 7 at Disney uh, D- D3. I didn't get to see it, but I heard it was fantastic. So the premise is now they're back. They have to time travel. They're in, like, 1931, and the concept is they have to save Hydra because Hydra's, like, the, the person who created Hydra is, like, about to get killed. So they have to save him to save S.H.I.E.L.D. because without Hydra, S.H.I.E.L.D. would never have been invented so it's, it's a whole it's a whole convoluted thing so make sure to tune into ancient shield all all seasons are on netflix there's my little promo i'm sorry we'll have dorian back we'll talk about that spider-man news be ongoing we're going to talk about Freaking disney Black plus Panther 2 is official oh yeah we need oh, to lots of stuff. Well, check out giant size heroes gonna drop thursday we're gonna dive into all of the rest of the announcements on d23 the joker freaking announced so much the reason i'm the only person who got closure from the eternals panel yeah all of this coming soon giant size heroes until next week stay, stay sweaty, sweaty. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. 
We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.